This show is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. And thank you for listening. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe deserve some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast. Also visit saythiscast.pinecast.co for previous episodes. So say it's 2016 and you're talking to a Bernie supporter who no longer wants to vote in the election because they don't believe their vote will matter. And they have little faith that the conditions for the average person will improve under a Hillary Clinton administration. And let's say that you agree with those sentiments, but you're still going to vote for Hillary. So the Bernie supporter, let's call him Craig, asks you a very important question. Why vote if you don't think it'll matter? And you, being a good faith actor, decide to give him a real answer. Well, you say, I was raised to vote, and it's my civic duty to vote. Even in a flawed system, I feel like I should, and you hope to be done with it because you don't have a good answer beyond that. But that's wishful thinking, because Craig follows up with a million dollar question. Why engage with a system you have no faith in? Why continue to support the status quo which you advocate against? You freeze. Why do you? You're a leftist, and you believe that capitalism is sure to crumble under the weight of its accumulated failures, and yet, you still engage in this ritual of voting. You understand that it means nothing. You live in a major city, and your district is already blue. Moreover, you understand that gerrymandering and the Electoral College renders your individual vote all but worthless. But you still want to vote. You want to do something to say that you're trying to stem the tide of the apocalyptic shitstorm that would hit if Donald Trump were president. But you understand that this conflicts with your desire to see capitalism fall, because Trump will exasperate the already hemorrhaging economic system. Then you think about the material circumstances of the marginalized people living in the United States. The queer folk, the trans folk, the people of color, the immigrants, and the disabled community, and how Hillary would not be worse for them than Trump. But even as you think of those things, you think of the counter-arguments. Your vote doesn't matter, and you know that. So why waste your time? You hate the status quo. So why support the status quo by voting? And you know that even though the material circumstances of marginalized people would not improve under Donald Trump, and might even deteriorate. But you also know at the same time that even if Trump would be bad for marginalized people, that Hillary wouldn't be that great for marginalized people either. She represents the status quo, which sucks for marginalized communities. And furthermore, you don't believe that these problems can be properly addressed under capitalism. And Hillary is a capitalist and a far more successful one than Donald Trump. And yet, you worry about the individuals alive today, rather than the systemic problems that can be addressed tomorrow. And even so, you realize that all of your arguments are just a little bit weak, a little bit half-formed as your feelings about the country are. But you realize that Craig has been waiting 
for you to say something for the last five minutes and it's a little bit weird. So you have to think of something quickly and something strong. So you look at him and you say, maybe I shouldn't have to say this, but I just don't want to feel like there's no hope, even if I know there is none. Hey, Nicole. Howdy, genre. Howdy. <laughs> yep. Um, so welcome y'all to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. This wow. week we're talking about the morality of voting or not voting. Um, and that's that. Um, and that's it. <laughs> see you next time, everyone. See oh. <laughs> and that's it. Goodbye. And that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So last time I started with my very passionate takes about cancel culture. So this time I'm going to hand over first word to genre. So what do you think? Uh, The morality of voting. Um, What I usually tell people when we're talking about this is uh, when you vote for someone, you're not giving it's not a symbol of your confidence in that person, Uh, especially if it's outside of the of like a primary system or something like that uh, especially in like a general uh, election when you're voting for someone you are saying that this person in the pool of all these people is the best person for that particular job the job is going to be filled no matter what you do so if you don't vote for someone then that just means that you're not saying you're not including your say about if this person is good or bad or whatever it's not a it's really in voting the morality of it gets kind of sucked out once you get closer to the to the finish line and once you get closer to whoever takes office i think that's fair to me it matters a lot as well this is not about voting for who you think is going to do the best job and is going to accomplish your goals it's the person that you can fucking live with or at the very least the person that you can live with more than the other motherfucker exactly and i do think that there's a certain level of neglect that comes with not voting however Mm. my point here is that there are a lot of people who don't vote and they vote for a lot of reasons that sound kind of rational like I don't vote because I, I'm a lefty in a red state and I don't think that my voice matters because like, you know, numerically speaking, it doesn't. Your voice mm. does not matter if you live in a district that is overwhelmingly the other side. Um, but at the same time, this is kind of a self-defeating set of facts, isn't it? Yes. Exactly. Say there was the most intense propaganda campaign ever seen in human history, and they convinced everybody in the city of Chicago that Chicago is a right wing state, is a right wing state, is a right wing. (laughs) Pure Chicago resident there. Just. My city we is are not a part. The state, you are a city what state. What the fuck is Southern Illinois? Springfield doesn't exist. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So um, Chicago is right wing, and the entire state of Illinois is right wing. So the whole state is going to go right wing, and your voice doesn't matter. Don't vote. Eat French fries instead, 
and everybody in Chicago did that, then the right would win the vote quite easily. They wouldn't have to do anything for that. And that, to me, is worth voting. Even if that type of individual thinking is shitty in a lot of circumstances, it's not actually that shitty when you're talking about voting. It's literally true. If you feed into the narrative that you can't win this certain place, then you feed into like the huge number of people that never vote and subsequently into our low-ass voting numbers. The fact of the matter is that nobody knows what the majority of the people living in the United States wants right now, politically speaking. It's about a very small amount of people that makes it to the polls. And that's disgusting. It's really bad. More people should vote. However... More... <laughs> Uh-oh. However... however. <laughs> it's more complicated than that. Because, of course... The majority of people that don't vote, it seems to my eye, don't vote for a lot of reasons that have to do with the structures that surround voting day and surround our right to vote. Meaning, voting day is not a national holiday. You don't mm -hmm. get time off. Mm -hmm. A lot of states engage in some pretty shitty behavior around... Um, Closing voting sites. Yeah. Out and out voter suppression. There's that uh, case in Virginia, I think it was either Virginia or West Virginia, where the where a staffer for one of the candidates went around and took people's voting information and said that they would register them and they didn't register them or they would they directed them to another the wrong polling place like that. That happens a lot, which is super illegal, but it's still you know, it people still get up to that. It literally it's, happens. It literally happens. And that's nothing to say of the humongous percentage of Americans that are in federal prison and can't vote during their stay or afterwards. Mm. And so there are a lot of barriers to voting. And so I'm very apprehensive to say wholesale you're a dumb fuck if you don't vote like you very well may have a lot of things that are inhibiting your ability to vote but if you have the ability to vote like i'm a fan of taking the actions available to you mm. like i'm a fan of reducing harm and doing what you can in order to make the world a better place with the shit that is available to you at that moment, no matter how bad it is. So, like, I voted for Hillary Clinton, even though she's a fucking shit stack. I understand this. I understand that she was going to bomb the shit out of the Middle East. But, like, this thing that's happening in Iran, that would have never happened under Hillary fucking Clinton. No. And neither would children being in detention camps with the severity that it is right now. ICE would not be have the ice would not have the current power that it has like it would have power ice would oh it exist, totally it would still exist definitely but it wouldn't be in the form that we know it today no and the form that we have it in today is distinctly worse and so my idea is like hey if you have the power to do something do something in this regards i'm or in this regard, rather, I'm not an accelerationist. I want to try and impede the process of the destruction of our country and subsequently the people who I care about, the people who are alive right now or will be alive in any amount of time. You know? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the major thing that I think is, if yeah, if you if you can vote, then you should vote. If you if if there is something that is impeding you to vote, that to me is not your choice, and that takes you out of the um I'm I'm not voting pool. You know, like if it, if it's if you don't have, if you can't get off work, if you don't, if you, if you're being suppressed, if you're, if you're an ex-con or something like that, that's, you are, you have that right taken away. The people that I think a lot about when we're talking about this subject are the people that say that I, I am deciding not to vote as a, as a, as a stance because I am a thinking and feeling person. It confuses me. It vexes me. Are those are those the people who are like both of the candidates are just the same or like bad in different ways and I don't ever want to vote for anybody who's bad? Yes. Yes, those people. The people that that say my candidate didn't win, so I'm going to stay home. Uh and especially the people that say like you were saying before, that I mean like I live in Massachusetts. And I'm sure there are a ton of people around me that just don't vote because they think that the state will just automatically go blue because we have so many Democrats in the state. Well, not te- technically. Our state can have independence. <laughs> anyway, but we Lucky. have a lot of... Huh? Lucky. Yes. It's amazing. I love it. But uh, we have a lot of left-wing people here. Less than you'd think lefties or like liberals left left of center people okie doke yeah basically if we if we had to choose between republican and democrat a lot of people would be in the democrat pool but we do have a pretty strong contingent of conservatives in massachusetts so if if the person says well this is it's gonna go blue anyway I don't like anybody, and I got TV to watch. I think that's a huge problem that needs to be that needs to be dealt with because that happens more often than you'd think, and it's it disturbs me. Honestly, it scares me. Yeah, that reminds me of my state's neighbor, Wisconsin, the fucking disgusting cheese eaters. <laughs> so, in an article that I'm reading right now. From Madison.com. That's the that's the um, mm-hmm. capital of the disgusting shit stack, which is Wisconsin. I don't think that you're dis- describing Wisconsin like to your full ability. Uh, I think you're holding yourself back, Nicole. And I'm not. People- <laughs> Wisconsin is full of cheese eating Packers fans, and your whole state smells like cow. I go up there all the time, and every time I pass the fucking border from Illinois to fucking Wisconsin, I swear to God, my nose is just filled with the scent of cattle. The people sicken me. Anyway. So... Oh, this is just this is just about the fucking blacks. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Okay. Okay, um, so just yep. amongst the black folks, voter mm-hmm. turnout between 2012 and 2016 dropped from 75% to 55%. Now, like that's too small of a part of the population of 
fucking Wisconsin to be that significant. Like, some white people also voted and probably voted red. The, mm. the black people weren't swaying the vote that deeply. But at the same time, this is indicative of a greater problem. Um, Wisconsin went blue in 2008 and 2012 in the presidential election of Barack Obama. Republican. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in 2016, a lot of people were saying, Wisconsin, it's part of the blue wall. We'll get it. Hillary will win. Um, it'll be amazing. Wisconsin will go blue because for sure they'll go blue. They yeah, we don't have to spend any money or time there because we're dumb. Even though they voted a Republican governor in just years before. But that's neither here nor there. But mm. the way this story ends is that Wisconsin went fucking red and Trump won. And to me, like, I don't engage in futurism or, like, alternative timeline theory or whatever the fuck. But, like, this is the worst timeline from when, uh, from, like, if if I was, if we were in, like, the Berenstein uh, timeline where Donald Trump wins versus the Berenstein uh, timeline where Hillary Clinton won, Berenstein is better. Are we talking about bears? The Berenstein bears. Right. Berenstein or the Berenstein bears. Yes. So, like, did you ever hear about, like, the alternative universe theory with the Berenstein Bears? No. So, like, there are a lot of people who remember the Berenstein Bears as being spelled like Steen. Like a, like a Steen. Um, but as it turns out, all it's, it's spelled Berenstein. And yeah. so, like, I remember Berenstein. My whole family remembers Berenstein. And so I'm like, at what point did we fracture off from the universe where the Berenstein bears were the Berenstein bears? How did you think it was spelled? Berenstein, not Stain. S-T-E-I-N, I think. That's how, isn't that how it's spelled, Stein? No. Like, it's spelled Stain. Like, A-I? So people remember it saying Berenstein, but in reality, it's Berenstein. Now, a lot of people are very sure of the fact that it was Steen. And the super irrational way of looking at this is that we fractured off from the universe where it was Berenstein, or Berenstein bears, rather, and now we're in the Berenstein uh, oh timeline. And so, like, I'm just saying that this is the Berenstein, the Berenstein. Um, timeline is worse, distinctly worse, because Donald Trump won. The Berenstein timeline, where Hillary won, still shit, but it's not as bad as this one. <laughs> um, back to voting. So when someone comes up to you and says, and I'm, I'll just use like the real world example. I know we're tiptoeing around it, but I'll say it like a bit, like if a Bernie supporter ah! said, ah, no, da. <laughs> They're going to come for me in pitchforks. <laughs> so, uh, like a Bernie supporter says, I'm not voting for Hillary because Hillary's just as bad as Trump or not even that, but just I'm not going to vote for Hillary because Bernie got screwed over in the primary. So screw him. What do you what do you what would you say to this person? What the fuck do you value and how does this affect that? If your assertion was that Bernie Sanders would do a better job at running the country than Hillary Clinton because he would 
work towards socialism. He would lift up the transes and the and the women and the sex workers, none of which is true, of mm. course. And he would do all of these things. But then he didn't win the fucking primary. You would then say, okay, well, I forfeit my vote because I'm upset about this. And you would allow... I'm uncomfortable with this language, but at the same time, like, you're okay with Donald Trump winning. At least somewhere in your little mind. You're okay with that possibility because you've relinquished what little, not control, but control that you have. Mm. And that, to me, rubs me the wrong way. Again, I always believe in doing what you can when you can do it. If I think that we could get to the socialist like utopia today, if it was the trolley situation and like somebody had like the roadmap to the socialist utopia and there were like five people on the fucking road, I would always choose to save those people on the, on the road rather than the socialist utopia because I want to work towards harm reduction that we can see today rather than thing goals for the future i want people to be as happy as possible today not use the and not use the the map like you can see the utopia on the horizon and if you go in this direction uh no matter what happens no matter who gets hurt and no matter what what goes down if then you'll be able to get there quicker and you're saying but you don't want to hurt people because that would cause more harm on the way to the utopia, which would taint the utopia, maybe? No, I would never say that. Okay. To me, that's a little bit different than I was saying, because like, if it was a for sure like go to the utopia and some people die, but you get there for sure, I would probably go to the utopia because in the end, people would be happier. However, mm-hmm. I don't believe that those situations exist. Right. We're all doing what we believe will bring us to the grand future that we argue for. But we don't know that that's a po- that that's for sure going to happen. We're working with the set of facts that we have. But that's a bad way to decide what you're going to do about it. Right. Because, you know, I could say I think that if I don't vote and nobody else votes and Donald Trump has another term that the level of civil unrest will get to a point where we will bear arms against the government and destroy it. And eventually we would have something new. It wouldn't necessarily be a socialist utopia, but we would bring down the uh, structure that is the United States I'm not an accelerationist. I would say like, but what's the cost of that? And we can't assure at the same time that the result will be necessarily better than the United States was. Here's the thing that is depressing. I literally heard that argument multiple times. uh, I, I, it blows that more, not more than the Berenstain thing. Um, (laughs) but almost as much it blows my mind my friend's friend he was telling me about about him and he is one of those people that are like none of these people are okay and they're blah blah you know rail against the whatever 
And he's one of these people that are like, I don't want, I want everything to just fall down because then we can build it back up. I got really mad because when you say I want to burn it all down or I want to smash it down so we can rebuild in a new and better way, the people that will get hurt the most are the people with the least power. So minorities or um, women or uh, LGBTQ uh, people, they when you're smashing down, that means you are smashing down on them. Yes. And I don't think that a lot of people take that into account. Yeah. Also, taking that one step further, nobody in the United States under today knows what civil unrest leads to. For every successful act of civil unrest that leads to a better outcome for society, there are hundreds that result in authoritarianism of yes. military control, martial law, destruction of life. Go down the fucking list of bad shit. You can never ensure a good outcome for civil unrest. It is yeah. a last resort. One that I believe that we will probably come to, but we shouldn't be rushing towards it. And also, if we got there today, if things popped off tonight, the left would lose. The Nazis, yeah. the Nazis would shoot your, would blow your fucking head off. They have more ammunition. They have more training. I mean, we on the left. They're more organized. Liberals and lefties have some big problems with having guns in the first place. We have less guns in our hands, less training. You would not be able to destroy the fucking neo-Nazis today. We are not in a position to do that. Right. And this in this situation where you're talking about like the like basically like the ultimate in scorched earth, which a lot of people want to rush us to, especially the like people that voted left in the in the 2016 primary and then voted for Trump on the on on election day because they saw either way taking it to the system. So. In this situation, there is no military either. Because, I mean, like, if we, if it, really, if we think about it, if there's like civil unrest and the neo Nazis are popping up with all these guns and everything, there would be just F 16s in the air and they, they would get put down. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part is that any amount of civil unrest, the United States military, they don't wield their power against us. But rest assured, the reason why people have not, throughout history, throughout American history, why the citizenry hasn't popped off in a major way is that for a very long time, since industrialization at least, the United States has had a large enough military that any amount of civil unrest would just be fucking stifled in a second. Mm -hmm. If you presented a real threat, all of that cute shit about demonstration being accepted in the united shit states that would be <laughs> the, united <laughs> the united shits but the united <laughs> states would be chucked out the fucking window yeah um martial law in uh is instated and everybody go about your business you get gr you get ground under the foot of capitalism yeah. and the american military machine it's which, very simple <laughs> which would be uh a 
which would be the, the one of the results that you're talking about with civil unrest, you know, everything pops off and then that gives the people in power more more power because they say, well, look, now we've got people we've we've got to protect everybody. So we're going to institute martial law and a, and a curfew, you know? Yeah. You now have a domestic threat that allows you the ability to do anything legislatively. And I don't, I just want to make sure that everybody knows we're not saying that if you don't vote, then you're going to, it's going to lead to the, to a cataclysm. That's not, that's not what we're saying. Okay. So like, yeah, (laughs) individual action is not material to what we're talking about, but individuals (laughs) create this thing. We call it a group. And so if a group of people doesn't vote, you're part of the pe- the group of people that does not vote and does not exercise their right as a U.S. citizen. I don't know. It's, I don't necessarily equate your vote to your voice because your voice doesn't matter in the United States, right? <laughs> we don't live in a democracy. <laughs> well, I mean, we we live in a republic. Of sorts. But we really? don't, we don't I mean... reach the level of democracy. I mean, like... The way that we've done districting, mm. your individual voice, if you live in a place that's highly polarized, if you don't live in if you don't live in a swing state, your vote doesn't matter. Right now, in Illinois, which is a winner takes all state, I believe, Chicago carries the liberal vote. Mm-hmm. We're the reason why the state is blue. The rest that's of right. the state argues about fucking seceding from Chicago. Which I'd love to see happen, you stupid fucks. <laughs> they would not survive. They want to secede from Chicago because right. they so very much like and value right-wing ideology. But right. we, the metropolitan heart of Illinois, do not. And we control it. We control the entire state. That means that no Republicans vote actually matters in the state now like if you all said that you would never have a republican voted in ever again and there'd be no chance of it like a slim chance that your vote matters versus a zero percent chance that your vote matters take the slim fucking chance this is people's lives you fucking heathens (laughs) yeah i mean if you don't nobody cares if you nobody counts you if you don't vote there are no protest votes. Yeah. For a protest vote situation to happen... Okay, so 30-something percent of the population votes. And the United States government doesn't give a fuck about the fact that none of them have a mandate to rule us right now. Right. So there is no percentage of people that could not vote to make a functional difference to the way that they govern us. If 5% of the population voted, they would rule as though that 5% of the population was 100%. That's how our system is set up. Exactly. And so taking so, yourself out of that system is detrimental to the actual system. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about your personal individual thing about not voting. But, like, the ideology, like, the thought process that you use to get there in mass is harmful. Don't be part of that. Don't do it. Wait, can't, but I want, can I, can I do it? Just vote. (laughs) It's, like, really simple. Just vote. Here's my problem with the voting is ethical stuff. It is ethical to vote when you can. If you can't, 
you're exempt. For the people who can vote, we need to endlessly center making voting more accessible. Make it mandatory. Make the day a holiday. Allow people who are incarcerated currently and after to vote. They don't forfeit their citizenship because they did a bad thing. You fucking assholes. You, none of you people believe this. I'm sorry. <laughs> none of you people believe this. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's really yeah. simple. Just make sure that put voting on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Let people uh, and extend voting. Make a... Don't make it just one day. Make it the month. Allow, exactly. uh, make sure that the systems are in place to accept mail-in voting and uh, voting f and make sure that people in territories actually have a say. Count every fucking ballot. Exactly. Don't just count the absentees if you don't. <sighs> don't just count the fucking absentees if it's a close race, you it matters even if it doesn't matter numerically. This issue is so frustrating to me. I can tell. Yeah, because it's just like, to me, the morality itself is very simple, but the context is very complicated. You say all these things about how it's not moral and shit, but like the set of circumstances in which people don't vote in more often than not. Here is a new point. I don't think that people who have no education about politics, who don't feel like they have the information to vote, are necessarily wrong for not voting. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't fucking vote. <laughs> uh, that is a whole other episode. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to let that be known that I don't blame <laughs> just... people who don't have education or don't think that they have like the political know-how for not voting. That's completely mm. different than thinking, you know, what's going on and not voting just because like, you know, if you don't know what's going on, uninformed voters are a plague on humanity. I don't care what side of the aisle they're on. Okay. Last thing. So do you, what do you think about, taking that a step further and barring people that don't know about voting or about this situation. There's no, voting. there's no way to, to do that. Here's a question that I like to ask. How, mm. like, how would we do that? Like, would you have to take a test? I'm not a good test taker. It's possible that I would fail that test. Well, if clearly it's too you would, you would have a test that you would get, that you would take at the, at the polls. Um, and ah! then there would be a no, fee. There would be a fee that you would have to pay associated to the test. You know, just pay the, the test adjudicators. Um, so you'd pay that at the polls as well. Um, probably the, the test would just make sure that you knew uh, simple parts of the voting process and maybe some spelling um, just to make sure. Yes, uh, maybe some word. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, this thinking leads to voter suppressing. I don't think suppression. I don't think this should be enforced on the um, side of the institution. Now, mm -hmm. like for individuals, if you're individually feeling like you don't have any dog in this fight, like don't vote because you don't have a dog in the fight. But now, that like, goes counter to what you were saying before about making voting mandatory. I know. 
But, like, with making voting mandatory, I would also advocate for improving people's education around... Mm. Civics classes. uh, Civics classes, increasing people's access to, um, you know, like, people's platforms. Right. Like, just increasing the amount of education that people have on the voters so that people aren't single issue voters or people right. aren't voting on misinformation like this would be no part wedge of that. voting mm-hmm. this would be part of that i would work towards reducing the amount of stupid voting that happens but in the meantime if you don't feel personally equipped to vote i don't think that it's unethical not to vote you're trying to do the right thing here if trying to do the right thing is the most important thing yeah consequences but at the same time voting as an uninformed voter sometimes has some pretty fucking bad consequences i would say i mean just look at the people who voted for trump he lies constantly they're uninformed or they're informed with facts that aren't true and they've led to horrendous outcomes for the united states that may possibly probably get worse for people Maybe this issue is kind of complicated. Maybe it's more complicated than you absolutely should vote no matter what. And maybe it's more complicated than saying that all people who don't vote are bad. Maybe it's more about increasing people's access to the to the polls or increasing people's knowledge of politics. Who knows? I shouldn't have to say this, but maybe think a little bit about it. So now uh, we're going to talk about what's good in our lives, because everybody needs something that's good (laughs) to lay back on. What is good in your life, Nicole? Okay, well, um, I just got into grad school. I'm going to be a big old journalist, or at least I'll have a piece of paper that tells me I am. Hell yeah, Uh, congratulations. Yep, but also, and far more importantly, this week... A new Pokemon exclusive to Pokemon Sword was just announced. His name is Surfetched. It is Wait, in he's a- only on Sword? Yeah. Oh, man. It's an evolution of Fardfetched, one of the most useless Pokemon canonically forever. Um, his other, his alternate name, what I will be naming him in my game, Chadfetched, is a beautiful posh boy. Who, if you try and befriend him, will hit you with his daikon spear. He's lovely. He's perfect. None of you. It's, listen, November 15, it's over for you hoes. He's coming. He's gonna be here. <laughs> you can't stop it. The thing that that has made me really happy, uh, like it actually just happened today as we're recording. It was the maximum temperature today was 65 oh because i hate summer i do because it's the worst season objectively Mm. um (laughs) scientifically proven nah always listen to me i'm always right no i'm right (laughs) it's i i hate i hate the summer for many many reasons and it has not been this cool since the spring where i live it's been terrible and it's it's actually it's cooler which finally brings me hope that it's coming to an end 
very soon. And I'm I am super super excited for fall because I can I can breathe again. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna mm. be the best. I'm happy um, for you. Yeah, I I you know what this I am glad that you said that because when I when I express joy about cold weather, usually people uh crap on it and think that I am uh. I somehow can summon cold weather and ruin their summer or something. If I could, I would. It would be snowing every day. God, I hate you. <laughs> when someone says, I love the winter or I love the fall and you love the summer, the correct response is, that's great. That's it. That's all you need to do. Breathe really deep. Yeah, don't. So you know that you're upset. So they know that you're upset. Yeah, but like, yeah. don't shit on them. Yeah. There, there's no reason. There's no reason to do that. And I was just today. It just, it just felt filled me with a great relaxation that I haven't felt in a while. So that is my thing. <laughs> oh, I was about to be toxic. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's the show, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Where can we find you online, Nicole? You can find me at blackgirlgaming.com or on Twitter at Jack of Three Trades, and that's three as in the number. And I am on uh, Twitter, press start lock, and on uh, starttocontinue.com, which is my nerd music podcast. You can find I Shouldn't Have to Say This on Twitter at Say This Cast. Really, you can find it on Twitter and Gmail. Uh, say this cast you can find previous episodes on say this we would love to hear from you to hear your opinions and your comments and and all of that if you can relieve reviews anywhere then that would be super helpful for the podcast remember we put out episodes every two weeks every second and fourth tuesday of the month uh so look forward to that Yep. All of our music is by Mustin. If you go to store.mustinenterprises.com, you'll uh, be able to buy any of that stuff. Uh, all of the music that we use, especially our, our theme song, it's great. And so I think that is it. Uh, I shouldn't have to say this, is a collaboration between Planetside Podcast and blackgirlgaming.com. In the Berenstein universe, after Al Gore won, as he was sworn into office, he did a dab, even though it was years before that was invented. He did a dab. He dabbed. He dabbed on the... He said, I swear that I will do everything. I don't remember the fucking vow for the thing, but he like swore to do his best in the office of the fucking president, then he hit a nasty dab. And, and, and That's... Like, did he do an ollie off the stage? Yes, God, that's where I was going. I said, and then he did an ollie, a sick ollie off the stage and ran. <laughs> Al Gore. <laughs>